what does it cost you to stay in, in a vehicle that you know you shouldn't be in? Mm. If you think about five years from now, because we're thinking like six months from now, 12 months from now. Yeah, we're, we're thinking taking of like, home this year. We're thinking of all the pain this year. We're thinking of all the pain, but that's just like playing, playing not to lose, right? Mm-hmm. And so if you feel like you're playing not to lose instead of playing to win, I think that's time, time to fold them. That's good. Right, it's time to move on. Welcome to Big Business Mistakes, hosted by Brandon and Kaylin Poulin. Hear the most successful entrepreneurs tell jaw-dropping stories and lessons behind their biggest business mistakes so that you don't make them. Ditch the fake highlight reel and get the raw truths and golden lessons of what it actually takes to scale your business from those who have done it. This is Big Business Mistakes. What's up, everybody? (laughs) Welcome to the Big Business Mistakes show. I'm your host, Brandon, and I'm here with my beautiful wife, Kaylee. Yeah. (laughs) Guys, we got a good show for you today. We're going to talk about when to quit. Yeah. When to hold them <laughs> and when to fold them. Are you going to sing? I don't know the song. Isn't it Kenny Rogers? Yeah. Our John, our camera guy here, he knows the song, but we didn't give him a microphone to sing. So no singing today. Maybe you'll get lucky later on. Guys, I'm pumped about this one. Um, this is like a really interesting topic because it's not just like, like when to quit. Like, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, what does that mean? When to quit? It's like when to quit on employees that maybe you've been hanging on to, when to quit and maybe you need to do a new business, mm-hmm. right? Like when to quit an initiative, yeah. like you've got that sunk cost fallacy and you're like, oh, but I've invested so much. Mm-hmm. When to quit on a big idea. When to quit on a big idea. Mm-hmm. And like knowing, knowing when to start, it's always now a clock over here, guys. Yeah. Let's get real. Well, I think that's the hard thing for like, entrepreneurs. Like what time is it, Brandon? Right, that's the now hard thing for entrepreneurs though, is like we don't have quit in us. Mm. And so we chase things down holes, almost like Alice in Wonderland for like forever, because we're like, we don't quit. We don't quit. We don't quit. And maybe it's the thing that's literally taking down your business. It's because you refuse to quit the thing that you should. Yeah. I love it. So we're going to get into some stories about that. So we we were thinking about this topic and it was like, man, I rode a dead horse (laughs) so many times for way too long. You didn't just ride it. You beat it. (laughs) Yeah. Like it it was bad. Like I'm probably the worst at this, especially when it comes to people, mm. like, especially when it comes to people. Cause I like, I don't know about you guys, but I, I naturally, I just believe in people. Right. So like when I hire someone and I'm really like, it's hard for me to make that decision to hire someone and to bring them in. Mm. Right. But once I decide, I'm like, I'm so loyal. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm like, I just believe cause, because I'm like, I know my story Right. And yeah. I'm like, I have a GED. I'm not qualified to do what I've done. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I, like, I don't know how I did it. Right. Yeah. God, for sure. But I don't know how I did it. And so it's like, once I've decided, I, I'm, I'm, I remember, um, I remember one instance specifically and people, you believe in them and then they'll rise to the occasion. Right. So I had, um, I had an employee who, um, she was fantastic, like always super diligent, taking notes, getting it quick pace. Like I just, we would jam and I'm like, yes, stuff's getting done. Right. And then as the business started to grow, I could tell like she started to get stressed out. Right. Yeah. And then I'm like coaching her and coaching her and, and really like, man, people think about management and they're just like, like they think it's like, Oh, you just hire someone, hand them like a list of responsibilities and you just like walk away. It's like, no, no, no. It's a daily thing. Like you're always coaching 
as the CEO, as the owner of a business, you're always coaching your people, right? So I was coaching her and coaching her and coaching her. And I just remember her just like, like, like one day came to the office, completely changed her whole look. Mm -hmm. Right. And I don't want to say more than that, but like completely changed her whole look overnight. And I was like, whoa. And it was like, she was having an identity crisis because she was so stressed. And like, I was just like, I believe in you and you can do it. And I'm coaching you. Mm -hmm. Right. And I just, I just think people are like me, like, oh, you just, you just adapt and you grow and you evolve. And like, I think it's a superpower you have. Like other people are like, I'm not qualified. I might not be qualified or I'm not sure I can do this. And you're like, you're just like, yes, you can. If I can figure it out, you can figure it out. Like, and you transfer that to people, but then there becomes a limit of which they're willing to like push themselves through. And for the entrepreneur, like usually for us, we're like, we just keep going, but that's the definition of an entrepreneur, right? But other people, it's like, I want to be an employee because I want security. And so there's usually a lid or a cap on like how far they're willing to change and go. Like most of them want security. And so it's like with security, there's lack of risk wanting to be taken. And it's a risk to change things, to want to do new things, to have to evolve, to have to do something you have no idea how to do. Yeah. And so, and so I think that's a superpower that you have is just believing so much in people that you're right. When you make that decision on someone, you're like, they can do this. That's why I hired them. Cause I can see what they can do in the future. I'm going to train them to that point, but all that, like not necessarily all the time, do they believe that? Right. And so then it's like this battle of like, you believe, but they don't believe. And so how do you know when to fold that person? How do you know when that's to fold so, the cards? Yeah, that's, and that's, that's the question, right? Like, how do you know? And I think in that instance, I realized like, oh, this is like just their energy. Mm-hmm. Their stuff's falling through the cracks. It's dropping. And it wasn't that I quit on the person. Like I didn't let them go, but right. it was like, you've reached your lid. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, so think right now in your, in your company, like who do you have right now? that you just, you just love, you believe in them, you want them to get it, you want them to grow, you want to see them progress. But like, truthfully, like they've been maxed out for a while. Yeah. It almost reminds me, it almost reminds me of like parenting where you believe in your kids so much of like, I know your potential. I know what you can do. I know what you're capable of, but like, if they're not willing to take those actions and take those steps, like you can't force them, but it's almost like that parenting love relationship where you're like, I don't want to let them go because I believe in them so much. Like I see their potential. I see what they could do. I see how far they've come since the day I hired them. And so it's almost like this internal pain. It's like this heart pain of like, I don't want to let them go. I want them to continue to succeed because they've come so far and they decide to put on the brakes at that point. Yeah. And I mean, we've talked about this before, but just getting real mm-hmm. with your staff when this happens and just being like, Hey, like, where are you at? What's going on? Mm-hmm. Like, Hey, or hey, these things are these things are slipping. Yeah. So how do you know when to fold them? How do you know when to fold them? Um, I think that you've given someone a shot. You've had the discussion with them, right? Like they're they're pushing and pushing and pushing, and you're seeing them grow. But like if you see stress, you see anxiety. Things are starting to struggle at home. Mm-hmm. Like they're just because they, it's so great. People people want to make you proud when you're their boss. Like you are one of the most important people in their life, if not the next to their spouse, one of the most important people in their life. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, they want to make you proud, but, and a lot of people won't tell you Mm -hmm. like, they don't want to let you down. Yeah. 
And so like, they'll I, tell you one thing, they'll yeah. come and be like, this is everything that I'm working on. Yep. This is everything I'm doing. I've got all this under control. This is what you're hearing. I've got it under control. Yes. I'm already thinking about that. I'm already doing it. I'm working on it. But then you don't see the fruit of those things happening. And that's what was happening in this specific scenario yep. was like all the right words were being said, but the fruit was not there. Yeah. Like the result so was good. not there. And it was mm. like, well, if all these things were happening, like I would see the fruit of it. I would see these things moving forward. I would see like the bottlenecks not being there any longer. And it's like the words coming out of her mouth did not match the fruit of what was actually happening in the business. Yeah. I think, you know, when you start to see that stress accumulate, right. Mm -hmm. And then you have a conversation and then nothing changes. Mm -hmm. And then if you really had them around or, or you really believe in them, maybe you have a second conversation and nothing changes. Like after that, it's like when yeah. people show you who they are, mm -hmm. like you need to believe them. Yeah. Right. Like they're, the, the fruit, and that's so good, that's like, that's the analogy, right? Like, you know a tree by its fruit. Mm -hmm. Like, when you walk around, like, I'm not into trees. I'm not an arbor, <laughs> arborist. Is that the word? I don't know. Yeah. Well, I'm like. <laughs> Sounds right. Like, I couldn't walk around and just look at a tree and tell you what kind of fruit it's going to produce in the mm -hmm. spring, right? Like, I have no idea. But a, fr a, a tree will show you who it is by its fruit. And so when people show you their fruit, you have to believe them. Yeah. And this is like where, like, we were at an event and, um, and um, what was her name again? I don't know who you're talking about. You just said we're at an event. We sold their company, <laughs> sold their company for a billion dollars. Oh, Jamie Kern Lima. Jamie Kern Lima was talking and that was so cool by the way. Yeah. Cause I was like, we, we spoke right before her mm -hmm. and I was like, oh crap. She heard us. Like she mentioned it. I was like, I didn't even know that she was listening. <laughs> I didn't, we didn't know she was there as a surprise. So we had no idea she was there. We had yeah. no idea she was after us. Yeah. And they're like, oh my gosh, we just told our whole like super embarrassing, like business story, all of our mistakes, everything we messed up, like yeah. right in front of Jamie Kern Lima. Yeah. She's, but she loved it. That was cool. She's so cool. And so, so it, someone asked a question about, about, um, like just culture and people believing in themselves and like leveling up the team. And she's like, yeah, but it's, but you got a business to run. Yeah. You got a business to run. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yes, that's the yeah, right like answer. When, when, that's like me and my brain went, he asked that question. And it was like, oh, you have a business to run. Yeah. And it's like, oh, like we've really got to care and be emotional and like invest in our people. But like, you have to know like when to quit, like mm -hmm. not like sometimes you got to let them go, but sometimes it's just like, hey, they've hit their lid. They're good. And you have to recognize that. Yeah. Right. Cause not everybody that started with you is going to finish with you. Yeah. Not everybody that started with you is going to finish with you. And I remember looking around and I thought I had built like my team that was going to get us there. Yeah. Like the, the leadership Super Bowl. team. Mm -hmm. Like I thought I had built the leadership team. Right. Mm -hmm. And it was like, in reality, it was only, only one person ended up staying when I had to rebuild it a second time. Yeah. Because the first time I was like, oh, I just believe in these people. They've been there from the beginning. And so the people that got you to where you are are not going to get you where you want to go. Mm -hmm. But being able to know when to fold them. When I think the other way. piece of knowing when to fold them, like you'll start having the own thoughts in your head. Like it, it, that person would become, and it's happened several times, not just this one instance that you're talking about specifically, but like, you know, tens of times constant. in the, in the eight years, it's constant. Right. And so we'll start talking about, it. it'll start be a conversation of like, what do you think's going on with so-and-so? And like, this is the issue and, and, and things like that. And then all of a sudden you'll start hearing it from the other leadership team members. You'll start hearing it from other people of like, Hey, I'm not getting this from so-and-so. Like it'll start to be validated by the team because they feel like they're in a boat and somebody's drilling a hole in it. And they're like, I'm not able to move my pieces forward because this person is like, they haven't got me this thing. This thing still hasn't happened. And so then when other yeah, the people, patterns, the patterns, yes, the patterns of the other people in the up. team start saying like, 
they're validating this thought that you're having, you're already having this intuition, this gut feeling of like, I'm not sure they can go to the next level at this point. And then it'll start to be validated by the other people in the team. And I remember one time uh, you finally let someone go. Uh, it was, it was a, a guy in the leadership team, but you finally let someone go. And after you let them go, you thought the team was going to be so like distraught that it happened and like, Oh no. And like, what are we going to do? Because it was a major role. And when it happened, everyone on the team was like, thank gosh, like, thank gosh. Yeah. Like, Oh my gosh. Like, thank you for doing that. Like we, we needed him to go yeah. and we're all, we're sitting back like, man, okay, like that, that's very validated that that happened, but everyone else in the team like felt relieved that they went. And that's when, you know, like we, we folded the right person at the right time. And you know, the mistake that I made was mm -hmm. not, uh, it's, it's so weird to talk about. Like I didn't quit on people soon enough. Yeah. Well, cause people were telling you about it, right? People were yeah. telling you and coming to you and like, yeah. Hey, this is the problem. This is the issue. This is what yeah. I'm seeing. It was constant. Yeah. And you just refused to like not you refused, but like you yeah. were just like, no, we can't. This is too big of a role. This is too big of a thing. Like we can't afford to lose this person right now. And then once it was yeah. gone, it actually flourished. Yeah. Cause I was afraid of like the transition. Yeah. I was like, this is going to be too hard because they're so ingrained. They're so like critical to everything. And yeah. right. And I'm like, <laughs> no when to quit on people. That's <laughs> like, awful this is say. not marriage advice. This no. is, uh, <laughs> this is business building advice. It's very different. <laughs> Right. And so, so thinking about this as well, another example would be knowing when to quit and move to a new business. Yeah. So I, the, the thing that comes up for me is we were in network marketing. Yep. Right. Mm -hmm. And we had built, that's how we met. That's how we met. Right. We built that together and then it really crashed. And then, so we're in that vehicle, right? Like yep. network marketing is a kind of pseudo kind of entrepreneur point five. Yeah. Basically. It's like a business in a box. Yeah. Like you're, you know, you're not, you don't fully own it and operate all the functions, but in a way you're in control, but you're really, you're inside a comp plan. So it's very like, it's a sales job. That's more entrepreneurial is yeah. what I'd say, mm -hmm. but that's the vehicle that we were in. Mm -hmm. And I think some people right now, you guys listening to this, you might just be in the wrong vehicle, mm -hmm. right? Like you're in a Honda civic and you're trying to drive on the Autobahn and you're not, and everyone's passing you, you're not getting to where you want to go because you're just in the wrong vehicle. Yeah. But like, if you could go get yourself into a BMW, mm -hmm. right? M5. Hopefully an M5. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mine's out front of the studio right here. I love that car. It's like, you might get somewhere faster, right? And so we were in the wrong vehicle. And so knowing when to quit for us was we were in this, we were in this vehicle. It had kind of crashed. And we were looking at what are we gonna do next, mm -hmm. right? And so we were looking at other companies. Yeah, there's two options. To join, right? Mm -hmm. And you were in Puerto Rico looking at one of those options. They made us an offer and it was a great offer, yeah. right? And I countered and was like, no, we're gonna do, like give us this. Cause I knew what we were worth. Yeah. I knew Talking what, about jumping to another company. Yeah. The two options were either jump to a new company new network or marketing stop company. network marketing. And do something and else. And do something on our own. Yeah, do something else, mm -hmm. right? And so, I remember saying, hey, and it's so crazy because it's so crazy because I what I asked for was kind of unheard of, like like the signing bonus that I wanted. Cause I yeah. knew like we had done twelve million dollars in volume mm -hmm. and I knew what we were gonna bring to the table. And I know the math. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I always know the math. You gotta know the math. <laughs> if you don't know the math, like you're just you're like You can't negotiate. You're just like walking blind into a gunfight. <laughs> like you're just like you don't have a chance you don't have a chance, right? Yeah. Like 
understand the economics of things, right? Understand the numbers behind it. Like, so, so I remember, I remember going in, having that conversation with them. And then they said, no, they said, no, I was like, we'll do it if you'd make the offer this. And they said, no. Mm -hmm. Right. I think yeah. I wanted like a hundred thousand dollar signing bonus or mm -hmm. something. And that was like pretty crazy for a, a network marketer. Yeah. Especially us. We're like, what, 20. Yeah. I was like 20 and you were 23, 24. Yeah. 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 And they said no. And that was the best thing that ever happened to us yep. because that really forced us like, okay, well, I set this crazy high standard. I'll join if you do this. And then they didn't. And it, so it almost made the decision easy for us. It was like, okay, new vehicle. Yep. Right. And that's what started and became mm -hmm. our last company that we just sold. Yep. Walking on the treadmill at Planet Fitness being like, okay, what are we going to do then? Yeah. If it's not network marketing and we're not going to jump to a different company, yeah. what are we going to do? Yeah. I, I remember <laughs> that. I was moment. like, I see, I saw this guy selling, uh, you know, it's low online. when you're at Planet Fitness. <laughs> yeah. Because you get one free <laughs> membership. Like you were paying for one and I was getting in for free. And you're like, you're like the pizza justifies the membership. <laughs> you're like, if I just eat pizza here <laughs> once <laughs> What is it like pizza every week or something? Yeah. Like if I just eat pizza here twice a week, it'll pay my $10 membership. Yeah. In the tanning bed, you know? Oh, the tanning bed. Yeah. In the hydro well, bed. Well, when you have a business model built on people not showing up, that happens, right? Yeah. So crazy. So, so like some of you guys just might be in the wrong vehicle, right? And so like, how do you know when to fold them when you're like, when to quit, when you should quit, right? It's like, that's a hard question to answer. And I think, I think really what you got to dig deep on is if you expand your time horizon of thinking, mm -hmm. I think it makes it, makes it easier. Cause if you're just like, man, like if I quit right now, the, the unknown, the risk, right. And that potential upside is exciting, but it seems so far away, mm -hmm. but it's like, what does it cost you to stay in, in a vehicle that you know, you shouldn't be in mm -hmm. if you think about five years from now, cause we're thinking like, Six months from now, 12 months from now. Yeah, we're, we're taking of like, home this year. We're thinking of all the pain this year. We're thinking of all the pain. But that's just like playing playing not to lose, right? Mm -hmm. And so if you feel like you're playing not to lose instead of playing to win, I think that's time time to fold them. That's good. Right? It's time to move on, right? And, and also, I think it can be other things too. Like I think about our decision to sell our last company that we spent eight years building, Lady Boss. It was like we knew deep down like in our spirit that it was time. Yeah, like a year and a half before it actually happened. Like we knew, like we were just like both like, it's just time for us. And, and we didn't even know what we were gonna do, mm -mm. right? So this is like, we just trusted God because we heard from God. We, we knew clearly that this is what we needed to do. Mm -hmm. And that was terrifying. And it just kept being like a reoccurring theme, reoccurring theme, reoccurring theme. We're like, man, it must yeah. be time. So like when you get real quiet mm -hmm. and you're just like, yeah, this is what we need to do. We were actually fasting. Yeah. Yeah. We were doing a three day fast, right? Yep. You, you fasting is so big for like health, right? Mm -hmm. Like intermittent fasting. I did it for two years. It's phenomenal. I don't do it now. Yeah. That's a whole nother podcast. But, <laughs> but when you do, when you, when you just quiet your mind, you quiet your body mm -hmm. and you get out of this routine of food, food is such a routine in our lives. Like our lives are centered around food and you get out of there and you get quiet and you listen right? Like you might hear. So, so I don't think there's a, and this is why I don't like this question actually, because there's no formula <laughs> yeah. for like, when should you quit your vehicle that you're in? Yep. Like this is a, this is a heart thing. Like this is like deep you listening to that. Yeah. Cause it's not like I wanted to quit it. Like I didn't, no. you know what I mean? Like it wasn't I like, I was terrified. Right. It was like, it was not a comfortable thing of like, Oh, I can't wait. You know, it was more like a, I keep 
hearing this, like I keep feeling this, that we're supposed to move to a new season, that we're going to do something new, that, you know, we're going to have more of a family relationship with our children. Like those are all the things that I kept that I knew in my gut that we needed to do. Like I was like, we have to do this. We need to do this like over and over and over again for weeks and weeks, like an entire year. And then it was like, ah, but that's really uncomfortable. And I don't want to do that because that's really scary. Like, what are we going to do? If we're not doing this, what are we going to do after this? Yeah. And so it was a very uncomfortable thought, but it's like this deep knowing. It's like the knowing. The knowing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The knowing that like deep down, I know it's what I'm supposed to do, but do I have the courage to do it? Yeah. Well, one of the things that helped too, so I think knowing when to quit, right, is like seeking mentorship. Mm -hmm. Like seeking people that, people that have experienced a transition like that before, people that have done what you've, what you want to do, right. People that have been where you want to be like seeking that advice and that counsel, there's safety in the multitude of counsel. There's safety. There's protection for your path. There's protection for your path forward. If you're seeking multiple people's opinion, the right people. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think that's, that's critical. Like we had, we talked to mentors, we had talked to people we trust and it was just like, yeah, like this is clear to us. Right. And, you know, I'll even say this, like most of the time, this question is going to be framed in a way of like, when do you quit so you can make more money? Mm. Right. Like that's how, yeah. like, that's the imp- implied meaning of what I'm saying. You're like, oh, when should you fold? Because your next opportunity makes you more money. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't, I, I believe that. And I think if like right now your goal is to grow, but like, it may not be a direction that makes you more money. Yep. Oh, dare I say this on a business podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for real. <laughs> but it might give you more peace. Mm-hmm. It might give you more peace. I think I think people follow a lot of things. I think these days, me and you, we're following peace, mm-hmm. right? You're like, where do I have peace? Yep. You know, money's checked. Like, we're blessed in that way. Like, check, like, not worried about that. Mm-hmm. So we can follow peace. And so it might be following the growth financially, but it also might be following peace. But I think the mistake that some, I, uh, a lot, a lot, a lot of entrepreneurs make is like, it's just always following money. It's mm-hmm. always following growth. Yeah. And I think that, and that might be, I think we should, cause I love growth. I'm insane about it. We had the fourth fastest growing company in the country in 2019. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I'm all about growth. The fruit is there, mm-hmm. but at the same time, at the same time, like how do you get growth and peace? Mm-hmm. I think I like, I'm thinking about it like that. Well, and two, just to flip that on its head, like some people might be telling you that you need to quit because it's not, because it's not making the money that it should, or because you could make more money or because there's this other opportunity. And for you, it might be my business brings me peace at what it is right now. I love what I'm doing. And so you might be hearing from the outside, well, you should do this if you want to make more, you should do this if you want to grow it to this level, you should do this. And, and some of us get like caught up in what other people think, how we should grow our business and what it needs to be and the expectation of how fast it needs to grow and how many people it needs to help and how much money they should be making. Like, oh, you'd be making more if you did this. And for some of us, it might just be like, I don't feel like I need that. Like, I feel like I'm happy with my businesses. And so you have to kind of, you have to kind of um, corral the expectations of others in your business. Because if I'm happy where my business is at right now and I have peace and I'm seeing my kids and we're going on vacations and like all these things, but it's not a 10, 20, $50 million company, but I'm happy with it being, you know, 5 million and living the lifestyle that I have, then this is an indicator that you don't need to quit what you're doing. You know, this is an indicator that you need to just stay in what you're doing. You need to hold them because you're happy with the lifestyle that you're living. There's nothing that you need to change, right? 
And so I think you, most of us have to kind of, um, kind of manage the expectations of others and the things that they're, they're telling us. Yeah, definitely. I, I'm thinking of a time in, in transition, kind of another frame of this whole when to quit, know when to hold them, when to fold them. Mm-hmm. Come on, you got to sing it. No. It's like you're like, no when to hold them. <laughs> no when to fold them. I see, I knew you knew how to, yeah, I see, you, I knew you knew it. You got it. Okay, that was good. That's all you guys get today. That's it. You get two lines. Um, on another side here is, I can remember this time that we, we launched this initiative, right? And it was a referral program, mm. right? It was a referral program. And I was like, you got to have a referral program. For our customers. For our customers. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And this is a B2C, B2C company. And we had this whole credit point system. Yeah. Earn and, your product for free. And like they could earn their product for free. And we created this whole credit point system that they could oh, do. Oh, we dumped so much money into making this thing and we, happen. We spent so much money on tech yeah. and finance and just the, it was a monster. It was pushing a boulder uphill for sure. Yeah. And, (laughs) and it was this just like grand idea and it's a good idea. Like it's, it makes sense. Everybody has a referral program. You have to have a referral program. You have a referral program. You have people that are excited about your product Mm -hmm. and it just fell flat on its face. It just didn't do anything. Mm -hmm. Like it it didn't do anything. No matter how much we tried to like push it, we, no matter how much we tried to promote it, no matter how much we tried to get crazy customers on board with it. We made it clear. We made it easy. We gave them incentive. Like we followed all the all the rules in the book, but it just fell flat on its face. Mm-hmm. And you in know, an ugly way. And I'm like, and it should have been something that was like hugely successful. I think it that's should the crazy have part. been. It should have been. It should have been. We had so many customers. It should have been hugely successful. It should. Like 750,000 customers all time. And even if like 5% of them did it, it should have been hugely successful. It should have. <laughs> but for some reason it did Like it was a duh, like duh, you guys should do that. Like obviously, yeah. you know? Yeah. And like people just, they didn't, they didn't take to it. They didn't yeah. care. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, it wasn't important to them. Yep. And I think- I think we made it simple, but I think there's some parts I would change, like the way that we had them posting on social media to refer friends. Mm-hmm. Like we gave them the scripts, we made it simple, mm-hmm. but it, I think at the end of the day, it just, it just wasn't, it just wasn't a good fit for our business model. It just yeah. didn't make sense the way that we, we presented it. Mm-hmm. And so, and so we had to kill the whole thing. You know, I was just like, it was so hard. It was like, it was like a little baby that I had, mm-hmm. you know? It was like this little baby and I was like, I loved it so much yeah, and but I it was spent like a so baby. much time nurturing it. It was a baby that had been like prophesied over that like they were going to, you know, be a star of the world. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they're going to go and do great things. Like, and you're like, duh, like this referral program is going to be awesome. Like, why didn't we think of this before? Like, it was so obvious that it was going to be great. And it just sounded good, but really so it, it was, was so a hard. To it was like a vampire. Kill. Yeah. It was a vampire. <laughs> it just sucked our blood away. That's what happened. <laughs> yes. And, and our money. <laughs> And, uh, and I, I just remember going into like all of the outstanding, um, the liability, it was a short-term liability because we had all these credits outstanding and yep. just like the, the mess that it made in the financial side of the company. And, uh, and so we just killed it. We unwound the whole thing. And it was like, uh, it was, I remember like, Hey, Hey Brandon, so what are we going to do with this? And I'm just like, ah, uh, ask me next week. Like, yep. I just didn't want to like, it was like, we had spent so much energy on it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, so you have to be. You, you cannot be afraid to quit and to fold on initiatives in your company. Yep. So the question, if you're listening right now, is 
what is what initiative is going on in your business right now? That's not bearing fruit. That's fruit. not bearing fruit that you love, that you nurture. That makes sense. That, that makes everyone's sense. telling you, duh, that's going to work. That's going to be so you, awesome. You hug it and squeeze it and, and it makes you feel good. But it's just draining. And you it's say a things like, we're so invested in it. We got to make it work. What is that right now? Mm. Like, I want you to literally think about that right now. Mm-hmm. If you do one thing leaving this podcast, it's like, go kill something <laughs> that you need to go kill mm-hmm. and let it die what? so that so that you can prune the tree and that new branches can grow. Yep. yep. Like, we've got to know when to quit. Yeah. And and we, this actually, this was actually the last- This is why I don't play poker because I'm terrible at this, by <laughs> this the way. This is actually kind of like the last straw for us of doing things without asking our customers. And so we had to start, we, we started folding less in our business because we started asking our customers, like, is this something you actually want? And if we would have done that before the referral program, we wouldn't have spent all that time and energy and money and in the tech and in the, just all the time invested. We wouldn't have lost that. You know, we wouldn't have lost all that on something that didn't work. If we just surveyed them, they're like, no, I'm not really interested. Like how much money and time would that have saved us? You know? And so we stopped just like doing things on our own and just like guessing at what they wanted and being like, oh, they're going to love this. Everyone's going to adapt it. They're going (laughs) to, you know, it's going to be amazing. It's going to double the business, like all the things. It's like, if we would have just simply surveyed them and asked them in a quarterly survey, we would have known how much people were actually not interested in it. And we would have saved like all that time, money and energy. It's so crazy too, because um, we surveyed people all the time for everything after that. Yeah. And that was a game changer for us. Mm-hmm. That was an absolute game changer. I will say though, when you survey people for new products, mm-hmm. you can't trust it. Because yep. everyone says, yeah, I'd be interested in that. Mm-hmm. But like, if you count the interested as these are units you're going to move. Yeah, I, I make no-no. it like a fourth. Big no-no. <laughs> it's way less. I think it's, it's like even less than that. It was like... That's like, like pre-order something, mm-hmm. pre-order something, you know, instead of asking and, and buying volume. If you're in an inventory business, if you sell physical products, like pre-order, if you're digital, right? Mm-hmm. If you're like retail, it's different. But, but if you're retail or if, if you're digital, like pre-order so much better than like surveying in that way, because you get, you literally get actual orders in and you know, and you've got the cash, mm-hmm. right? That'll tell you, Yeah. like that will tell you. So I have one, um, I have one that there was a a season I went through and this happened like several times, but where I just wanted to completely fold everything. And I remember coming to you and it was just so overwhelming. And I was like in the marketing all the time and making all the content. And like, I I just got to a point after doing it for so long and so many years of, of trying to do it all myself and, and then have like multiple roles and multiple things and, you know, being the face and then also like operating in the business. And I remember having like this complete mental breakdown of, I just can't do this anymore. And I told you, I was like, I'm going away for three days. Like I was literally folding it. Right. I was like, I'm going away for three days. Do not come with me. Like I have to just be out. Like I'm done just in the middle of the week. I was just like, basically like I'm quitting, but I'm going to go take three days to kind of like think it over of if, if I'm going to continue. And I was ready to fold everything. I'm just like, I'm done. I can't take this anymore. I can't take all this responsibility and just the the expectation and the to-do list. That happens to entrepreneurs? Yes. And so, yes. And they, so. They, they don't post about that on social media. <laughs> I know. So weird. And it happens in cycles, right? There's like seasons where you go through this and you're asking your, yourself, like, am I going to just stop at all? Am I going to fold it all? Or am I going to continue? Like you're like, someone just take this away from me. Yes. I felt like, like that. 
Yes. And, and, and you were like, well, I'm coming with you. And I was like, I don't even want you to come with me, but sure, whatever. And so we went to this resort place. I'm talking like the one where you go and just like sit with puppies. Like you literally go sit with puppies just to make you happy. Like that's how much I was in despair. Guys, actually that's one of the activities by the way. Yes, Like Like there's literally a room full of puppies and you just go and sit with puppies. And I was like, yeah, she needs to go here. Yeah, Like that's not a metaphor. That's like what you actually did. Yeah. Like, like every day at a certain time you go and like sit with the puppies and it's like, um, it's like a service dog who had, has puppies and these puppies will end up being service animals. And so you literally just go sit on the floor in a room with like eight puppies, just like running around just to like feel joy again. Like that's how (laughs) in despair I was. And then you go to like a chicken coop and like, you know, pick up eggs and you make soap, right. And you spend your time at the spa and it's just like a quiet place to go. And that's how like deep in the hole I felt. And, um, you know, for me, I think like I went into that place. I left and went to that place knowing like, I don't want to do this anymore. I cannot do this anymore. And after the conversations that we had, I realized it wasn't the whole business I wanted to fold. It was certain responsibilities and roles that I had in the business that I needed to fold. And it wasn't the whole thing. Like, let's close the whole thing. Let's shut it down, not do this anymore. It was me saying, okay, I need to fold these roles and responsibilities. I need to have someone that's going to take these things over that I cannot any longer do because I'm so overwhelmed and so stressed out. So I went from a place of thinking I wanted to fold the whole business or at least like have someone else do everything that I'm doing in the business and me just be out, right? I went from from that to realizing in conversation with you, well, what if we set up systems and people and hired people around you that could do all of these things that are causing all this overwhelm so you don't have to do them anymore and you can just do what you love doing. And then, because you're so wise, you know, uh, <laughs> you have so much wisdom. I was yeah, like, keep man. Going. I, keep going. Keep <laughs> going. Wait, wait, wait. Keep going. I was like. Uh, is, this, is the camera on? <laughs> Yes. I was like, thank God that you had that conversation with me because I didn't realize it was just parts of the business I needed to fold. It was just roles and responsibilities in the business I needed to fold and not the whole thing. So I almost quit the whole thing because I couldn't see, I thought it was the only way out. I thought the only way out was me just walking away, me just quitting everything. And it was like, well, what if we just took these roles and responsibilities away? What if we just took these tasks off your plate? What if we just took these, you know, um, of tactical responsibilities that you're having to create? What if we just took those off your plate and you folded those responsibilities and we gave them to someone else, right? We give, we gave them to someone else to hold instead of you. And I was like, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Like, okay, I'm willing to like wait that out, but I'm still like sitting with my cards, like ready to throw them in at any second. She's like sitting there holding a puppy, just petting yes. it. Like, I don't know, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Brandon. <laughs> right. And, um, thank God for that because we came back. We made, we made the plan for that. We hired those people. We, you set up those systems around me. And then I was like, okay, like I can do this. I can do the parts that I love so doing. So good. See, this is like, guys, you are the entrepreneur. Yeah. You are the entrepreneur. (laughs) You right there. Like you make the game. Yeah. Like you get to create the game. Mm -hmm. You get to make the rules for your game. And we forget that. Mm -hmm. We're like, we're so stuck playing our game Mm -hmm. that you're like, think of it like it's a Candyland board. Like make a new path. Mm -hmm. Like pass everyone else up. Like you get to make it. And so we get stuck in it, right? We get stuck in it. We're just like, in our day, we get our routine and we groove ourselves 
into like ruts. And then all of a sudden we're like stuck in the own, like you made the rut you're in. Yeah. You created it. Yeah. Like, don't forget that. So you can create yourself out of it. Mm -hmm. Right. But we have to just get out of our own head. Right. Got to build the ladder to get out of the rut. (laughs) Yeah. And like, that's why I'm like, I'm talking about like mentorship. Like, Mm -hmm. like if you can't see the forest through the trees, cause you're in it, like find somebody else who has a different perspective than you that can help you. That's been where you want to be. That that's gone where you want to go. Right. Like that's an easy first step to do. Like if you just do that, like that can help massively. See, and on this topic though, too, I want to say this is that if you don't do the activities that you like and hire Mm -hmm. for the function, like I would say functions in the company or activities, like if you don't do the functions or activities that you like and you, and you don't hire people to complement your skill set and what you're great at. Mm-hmm. You're going to cover your weaknesses. Yeah. You're going to end up resenting mm-hmm. your business, the game that you made. And that's you, where I was at. And you, that's where you're at. Mm-hmm. And like, we have, we have uh, partners that we have now clients we have now. This is a major thing that happens mm-hmm. like doing $4 million a year. Great company, great people, extremely smart. And it's like, I am so frustrated. And it's like, you are operating in an area that you don't like mm-hmm. and you forgot that you made your own game. Mm-hmm. And that's why you like, okay, cool. Like, here's what we can do. Cause I can see that, right? Like somebody else can see that cause they have a different perspective. So sometimes you just have to get a different perspective. That's good. Guys, this has been so good. Love it. So guys, thank you so much for watching today. Um, oh, so I think my favorite part was uh, you, you, you being so like complimenting, <laughs> oh like, Man, that was so. All did right. you guys Never like again. that? Because usually, you, all, all you guys watching know it's usually a heckle. <laughs> I was like, that was great. Sh- you know, sugar and spice. I gotta give you both, babe. Yeah. Do you want? Do you want to? Do you want to announce? You want to tell them? No. No. <laughs> no. Okay. Next episode. There's the hook. <laughs> Big announcement coming, guys. Um, hey, guys. If you enjoyed today, please leave us a review. Tell us what episode or what topic you want us to do next. Mm -hmm. Tell us your biggest takeaway. Those are great thoughts for review or just click the five stars and don't care and don't write anything because that's more my style anyways. I'm good with that. That's kind of what I do. Takes like two seconds. I'm like, you didn't earn my review, but I'll give you five stars. (laughs) I won't write it, but I'll click the button. Like that works too. I'm good with that. Oh, and guys, by the way, if you look in the show notes, Mm -hmm. right? Yep. I made something for you. I have a gift for you. Okay. So I and created a 120 point, 360 degree audit for your business. Mm-hmm. 120 points. Okay. Yeah. This isn't like a little PDF. That's like something that you could see on a social media scroll, mm-hmm. right? This is like a decade of scaling companies. The most recent one doing over $200 million in revenue. I created a 360 degree audit, 120 points that you can check off and look at in your business. Yeah, you can red, yellow, green them. To identify holes. Where are the holes in your boat? Where are you sinking? Where are you leaking cash, mm-hmm. water, opportunity, right? And mm-hmm. and so so where are you leaking? Where are the holes? And then what are the oppor- opportunities, right? Because mm-hmm. some of these things are quick wins too, like quick wins, like you could implement it in 10 minutes and get a win. Mm-hmm. Or you can implement it in 10 minutes and protect yourself from something that could really hurt you down the road. So it's totally free. Um, it's theenterpriseceo.com slash 360 audit. That's a, that's a big one to type in your phone. I know, I know. Um, or you could just go to the show notes, like the description in the, in the podcast episode and the link will be in there. So we, we just wanted to hook you guys up with that. Is that cool? Yeah. Cool. Like you're going to respond to me here. <laughs> All right. Thanks guys for joining us today and we'll see you on the next one. Bye. Bye.